European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 28, Focus Issue on Intervention by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. TAVI, From an Experimental Procedure to Standard of Care. Calcific aortic valve stenosis is getting more and more common in aging Western populations and has become an increasing economic and health issue. With the development of transarterial valve implantation, or TAVI, a less invasive treatment option has become available for frail patients and those at high surgical risk. Of note, since the first pioneering intervention by Michel Cribier in Rouen in 2002, the technique and the valves have been optimized, making TAVI a standard procedure, not only in high, but also in intermediate risk patients. Aortic stenosis, once present, inevitably progresses and has a poor prognosis in symptomatic patients. Since there are no medical therapies able to prevent or regress aortic valve degeneration, surgical valve replacement or TAVI are the only treatment options. The more improved knowledge of the mechanisms underlying disease progression is an unmet medical need, as outlined in the review Calcific Aortic Valve Stenosis Heart Disease in the Heart, a Biomolecular Approach Towards Diagnosis and Treatment by Frederik Peters and colleagues from the Maastricht University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Indeed, calcific aortic valve stenosis is regulated by numerous mechanisms with a key role of the calcification process, which involves cellular and humoral factors that may offer targets for future diagnosis and intervention. For instance, vitamin K-dependent proteins inhibit aortic valve calcification. This review discusses processes involved in calcific aortic valve stenosis progression and potential therapeutic options. In the meantime, TAVI is at center stage and expands its indication as projected in a second review, TAVI, Current Status and Future Perspectives, by Thomas Carhill and colleagues from the Oxford University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust in Oxford, UK. Of note, simplification of the procedure, clinical experience and improvements in valve design and delivery systems have dramatically reduced complication rates. These advances have allowed for an ongoing expansion of TAVI to lower-risk populations. Indeed, the Partner 2A and SUR-TAVI trials provided evidence for its use in intermediate-risk patients, and indications for TAVI expand further towards lower-risk, younger, and asymptomatic populations. The number of TAVI procedures is rapidly increasing. This has a major impact on healthcare resource planning. However, the annual numbers of TAVI candidates per country are unknown. In a meta-analysis article, Annual Number of Candidates for Transcatheter Aortic Valve Implantation per Country, Current Estimates and Future Projections, Andras Peter Durko and colleagues from the Erasmus MC in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, estimated current and future numbers of annual TAVI in 27 European countries, the United States and Canada, using data from 37 studies with 26,402 patients. 
the calculated incidence of severe aortic stenosis was 4.4 per mil per year in patients 65 years or older. Symptoms were present in two-thirds with severe aortic stenosis. Despite having severe symptomatic aortic stenosis, 42% did not undergo aortic valve replacement. Of the non-operated patients, two-thirds received TAVI. The model predicted 114,757 European and 58,556 North American TAVI candidates annually. Thus, approximately 180,000 patients would be TAVI candidates in the European Union and in Northern America annually, which may increase up to 270,000 if indications are expanded to low-risk patients. These findings have major implications for healthcare resource planning, which is put into context in a thoughtful editorial by Stefan Windecker from the University Hospital Bern in Switzerland. Echocardiography and tomographic imaging have documented dynamic and pathological changes in aortic stenosis geometry and severity during both the cardiac cycle and increases in cardiac output. In their article, Pressure Gradient versus Flow Relationships to Characterize the Physiology of a Severely Stenotic Aortic Valve Before and After Transcatheter Valve Implantation, Nils P. Johnson and colleagues from the University of Texas Medical School at Houston in Texas, USA, note that pressure gradient versus flow relationships have not been described. Therefore, in 16 TAVI procedures, graded dobutamine infusions were performed before and after implantation with pressure wires in the aorta and left ventricle and a pulmonary artery catheter providing data on cardiac output. Before TAVI, pressure gradients did not display a consistent relationship with transvalvular flow. Neither linear resistor nor quadratic orifice models at rest predicted the values observed during stress. The severely stenotic valve behaved like a combination. The unitless ratio of aortic to left ventricle pressures during systolic ejection under stress conditions correlated best with post-TAVI flow improvement. After TAVI, a highly linear relationship indicated a valid valve resistance. Thus, pressure loss versus flow curves offer a fundamental fluid dynamic synthesis describing aortic valve pathophysiology. Severe aortic stenosis does not consistently behave like an orifice or a resistor, whereas TAVI devices behave like a pure resistor. During peak dobutamine, the ratio of aortic to left ventricle pressure during systolic ejection provides a fractional flow reserve of the aortic valve that closely approximates the complex changing fluid dynamics. Because resting assessment cannot reliably predict stress hemodynamics, valvular fractional flow warrants study to explain exertional symptoms in patients with only moderate aortic stenosis at rest. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Rick A. Nishimura from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, USA. Patients with aortic stenosis may develop right ventricular dysfunction, particularly with long-standing and severe disease. 
Thus, in their article, The Incidents and Prognostic Implications of Worsening Right Ventricular Function After Surgical or Transcatheter Aortic Valve Replacement, Insights from Partner 2A, Paul Creamer and colleagues from the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, USA, sought to determine in 1,376 patients from the Partner 2A whether aortic valve replacement is associated with worsening right ventricular function and mortality in patients randomized to TAVI or surgical valve replacement. While only 8.3% of those undergoing TAVI had worsening right ventricular function, this was notable in 24.7% treated surgically. In a multivariable model, surgical aortic valve replacement, a dilated right ventricle, and more than mild tricuspid regurgitation were associated with worsening right ventricular function. These patients had a doubling of all-cause mortality with no mortality difference between TAVI and surgery. The development of moderate or severe right ventricular dysfunction from a baseline normal function almost tripled risk. Thus, Worsening right ventricular function is associated with bad outcome and is particularly common in those with right ventricular dilation, more than mild tricuspid regurgitation, and in those treated surgically. Patients with left-sided heart valve replacement are considered at high risk of infective endocarditis. In their article, Incidents and factors associated with infective endocarditis in patients undergoing left-sided heart valve replacement, Lauger Clement Maltzker-Ostergaard and colleagues from the Rigshospitalet in Copenhagen, Denmark, identified 18,041 patients in Danish administrative registries who underwent left-sided heart valve replacement over a 10-year period. The cumulative risk of endocarditis at 10 years follow-up was 5.2%, both after mitral and aortic valve replacement. In patients with mitral valve replacement, male gender, bioprosthetic valve, and heart failure were associated with an increased risk of infective endocarditis. After aortic valve replacement, male gender, bioprosthetic valve, cardiac implantable electronic devices and cardiac implantable electronic devices were associated with an increased risk. Thus, infective endocarditis after left-sided heart valve replacement is not uncommon and occurs in about 1 in 20 patients over 10 years. These clinically important findings are further discussed in an editorial by Thomas Carhill from the Oxford University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust in the UK. While TAVI is to become standard care, transcatheter mitral valve implantation is still an experimental approach. Dominique Himbert and colleagues from the Bichard Hospital in Paris, France, report their prospectively collected experience in 91 patients in their article Clinical and Hemodynamic Outcomes of Balloon Expandable Transcatheter Mitral Valve Implantation, a 7-year experience. All patients were at high risk for surgery, with a median Euroscore 2 of 9.6%. Indications for transcatheter mitral valve implantation were bioprosthesis or annuloplasty failure and severe mitral annulus calcification. 
With a transeptal approach and balloon expandable valves, a technical success was achieved in 85% of the patients, with one dying during the procedure and left ventricular outflow tract obstruction in three patients. The mean transmitral gradient decreased from 9.3 mm of mercury at baseline to 6.0 mm of mercury at discharge without changes up to one year. At 30 days, 7.7% of patients had died and 2.2% had a major stroke without differences between groups. The cumulative rates of all-cause mortality at one year and two years were 21.0% and 35.7% respectively, with a higher late mortality in those with mitral annulus calcification. The two-year rates of reintervention and valve thrombosis were 8.8% and 14.4% respectively. Thus, in selected patients with bioprosthesis or annuloplasty failure or severe annular calcification, Transcatheter mitral valve implantation using balloon expandable valves is associated with a low rate of periprocedural complications and acceptable long-term outcomes. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.